Welcome back to Watchers on the Couch. Today we discuss episode four of season five, Sons of the Harpy. I'm Tim Pickerel. I'm Sarah Hedrick. Mike Devron. Mike Devron. So let's roll right into it. Uh, I think instead of just walking through step by step what everybody did, we'll just uh, gloss over things and discuss the high points of what's going on in the show. Cool. I concur. Let's do it. So we can start off by me admitting that this whole faith militant thing is not doing anything for me, storyline-wise. I just don't care. I uh, agree. I kind of was disappointed with this episode. Like, I wasn't excited about a lot of things that happened in this one. I was a little... In the whole episode overall? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. Definitely the faith militant thing. I, yeah. I that's... was kind of like... <sighs> but I'm also the same way about the Sons of the Harpy thing as well. But I guess that kind of... That came to a high point, uh, right? You know, at the end. Yeah. So the only thing with the uh, with the faith militant thing is where is this going? Like, what's Cersei's end game, or what's what's Cersei's game with this with the whole High Sparrow in general? What, you think she's controlling them? No, I don't. I think she's. I guess I don't know what I think for sure because she's obviously pissed off at her lack of or her losing power oh yeah slowly but surely but it seems that so she basically sold loris tyrell out to the high sparrow in the faith militant so he'd get locked up for his homosexuality Mm -hmm. which really does nothing because she at this point she didn't have to marry him and right with her dad dead like she didn't have to do Mm -hmm. anything so it's like really only getting back at marjorie yeah which is probably enough for her. I mean, like, she's just, she's vindictive, you yeah. know? So does there really have to be any other reason for her to do something like that? Maybe she's trying to push Marjorie to kind of go back after Cersei, so Marjorie kind of makes a mistake that will, uh, I don't know. Make her look bad in the eyes of... Yeah, in the um, public, or I guess yeah. maybe she'll do something enough wrong where she can be imprisoned or killed, or I don't know. One of those things is possible. Well, yeah, I mean, she Cersei also sends Marjorie's father out to Bravos with that really shitty Kingsguard guy. Mm-hmm. That I, so we probably won't be seeing him ever again. <laughs> probably not. But... High Sparrow thing's interesting to me because he seems like a pretty nice guy, all things considered. But he, Meh, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. I mean, he's he's very humble and all those things. But at the same time, he controls these uh, really radical uh, religious people. Are these people like under some sort of spell, or it's, are they just psycho like religious people? Like- fags, fags! Ah, you're going to the seven hills. <laughs> seems like a cult. Like, it's a cult, yeah. right? So they're brainwashed to to a certain degree. I guess. I mean, that's a possibility. I would say, I mean, like, who's going to go and, How many people like, get car- symbols carved into their exactly, forehead? That's what right. I was going to say, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm so sick of seeing Lancel's face. I hate Lancel. Really? I've never liked Lancel. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. Lancel doesn't like you. He probably doesn't. <laughs> I'm probably too deviant for him. Hmm. I mean, I'm not the one that fucked my cousin, but well, that's because I, I mean, I don't have any cousins, but if I did. Uh, I sure want to fuck him. More than once. 
But um, it seems like this is going to backfire because she's playing because she's kind of playing Toman on this too. With oh well, I didn't really do anything. You can take it up with the High Sparrow. And meanwhile, now because these people are so radical, Toman for the first time is really getting uh, the accusations of his incestuous birth thrown at him. Yeah, and so. he's a pussy. And he's a pussy. You're the king, and like, we'll find another way. People are yelling at me. Well, he's the anti-Joffrey, basically. He's just a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and uh, (laughs) that means he's not really long to be king. Nope. So, by, by the time the series is done, and all seven books are done, spoiler alert, Toman is not going to be king of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm spoiling that for George R. R. Martin, too, if he's listening. I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. Yeah. Can't be a pussy and be a king. He's going to have to step it up. Mm-hmm. Marjorie's going to have to like give up the butt or something, make him a man. <laughs> wow. is, that, is that how that happens? Is that how that happens? I don't know. But yeah, I mean that was the thing with the High Sparrow when he's talking to Cersei. He said like she, before she gives up the uh, before she gives up Loras, all sinners are equal in the eyes of the gods, and who is more sinful than Toman just by being a product of the incestuous relationship of ja- of Jaime and Cersei? Mm-hmm. So there's no way this could potentially. I don't see how this could end well for Cersei. Like this is going to blow up in her face. Maybe she wants her son out. Not in this way, probably. No, because, I mean, they'll probably kill her son. Because they're crazy. Maybe she wants to be have the crown more than her son be the king. No, that's her only... I, I, I'm not... Yeah, that probably not. Yeah, I'm not following no, that, that one just happen. because that's, no. like, the only thing that means anything to no. her at this point, or children. Yeah, that would happen. No. I veto that idea. Cast it down. Yeah, take that back. So going over to Castle Black, I just want to say... I really fucking hate Stannis' wife. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah, oh, she's, she's pretty awful. terrible. She is awful. Like what Well to talk to her daughter like that. She's a horrible she's like I guess she's devoted to her husband, but yeah, I mean she's still unbelievably shitty to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know Well, again, like religious wise, she's all swinging on the nuts of the fire god. <laughs> or at least from Melisandre. Right. Yeah. The uh, the Red Priestess. But we actually get to see Stannis do something that is totally not dickish. Oh, he shows his soft side. He shows his soft side. What little soft side there was. But he, <laughs> we, get to, we get to hear the story. Uh, uh, Jon Snow didn't have a soft side. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, get to, oh, we'll get to that. Remember that was me. <laughs> we'll get to that. Stannis' daughter, Shireen, asks Stannis if uh, he's ashamed of her. And we get a nice little story about how she actually got the grayscale. She, uh, Stannis got her a doll that was infected with the disease off of a Dornish merchant. Everybody told him to send her away. And instead, he got all the maesters and apothecaries to cure her because... She doesn't belong a world away because... Daddy's a little princess. Daddy's a little princess. And she runs up and gives him a hug, and he's like, I don't know what this touching thing is, <laughs> but I guess I will reciprocate after 12 seconds of this awkward moment. <laughs> and that's as non-dicky as we ever see Stannis in the history of this show. 
It was somewhat redeeming, don't you think? I mean, like, in a way, like... In a way. You you did get to see that he's, you know, that he's he loves his daughter, and he's not just, like, single-focused, single-minded about getting... Being the king. Being the king, yeah. He actually has a... He has a has heart. He has a heart. He has a what? He has a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a softer side. Mm-hmm. We get to see it. The softer nice. side of Stannis. Mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Melisandre seems to have a thing for Jon Snow. Oh yeah. Which that seems to be the interest. I don't. I'm not entirely sure why she has a thing for Jon Snow. Who doesn't? Why would you? Well, why would you question that? No, no, no. Why would you not, about, Tim? Like, <laughs> she's 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 tied to. Only families that have some kind of royal blood, or had royal blood at one point in time, like sh- well, he basically does. Gendry, does he? Right, I don't know. He might. Maybe she saw something in the fire, like some sort of prophecy. I mean, I think the Starks did rule a long time ago, like a long, long time ago, before the Targaryen dynasty. But I don't know. I have some. I have some thoughts on that that we can get into later. But she kind of propositions herself to John to get him to go south of the wall mm. back to Winterfell to Which go south awesome. <laughs> I, saw, I saw where you were going with that Mike did get to see lead character boobs that was fantastic and what a nice set of boobs they so are the first, yes I applaud your boobs thank you thank you for that first set of lead character happy. boobs this season <laughs> it's like do you feel my heartbeat no but I can feel my cock throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can feel a wet spot in my pants. <laughs> I just felt your heart energy in my pants. <laughs> yeah, that was good times. But uh, yeah, I mean, she like she senses something in John, but she senses something in Stannis too, right? So like, and she says that Stannis is the Lord of Light's chosen. So I don't know what the what she's expecting from John, or if she's just playing games. Her and her magic, magical breasts. Right. Playing, I mean, her magic looking in the fire and seeing stuff. But the other Red Priestess we saw in Essos, the, uh, the one that caught Tyrion's eye, mm-hmm. she's backing Daenerys Targaryen, another house of royal blood, so... Maybe they'll have an epic fight, epic witch fight. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's possible. But John decides that he's not going to go south to Winterfell mm-hmm. or go south on Melisandre. <sighs> and he's going to stay at Castle Black. Yep. For now. Mm-hmm. Just rubbing him out. She had some she had some parting words or that there's only one war after John said that they won't get involved with the wars of men. Or the Seven Kingdoms. There's only one war. The war of life and death. Life against death, right? Life against death. Something like that, yeah. Anyway. That's pretty much where we leave Castle Black. There wasn't a lot that happened there, Mm-mm. except for boobs, which is one of the high points of the show. Oh, yeah. Or it might be the high point of this episode. Oh, for me, it was totally the high point. Let's see, I'm speaking for you <laughs> when yeah. I say that. I can feel my heart beating during that moment. <laughs> I don't want to know where, <laughs> but I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was uh, exhilarating for you. There. Yeah. Can yeah. we end this podcast a little soon? I mean, I gotta. I gotta. I just gotta go home. Yeah. Fast. 
Hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Okay, oh, that's okay. fine. We can take a we can take a five minute break. Thanks. It'll only take a minute. But while we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> I only need one. <laughs> while we're talking about going south to Winterfell, let's go south to Winterfell. Yay! Do, 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 do. And we're in Winterfell. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quick walk. A little, oh. Nice little, nice nice little, little jaunt. jaunt down to Winterfell. Yeah. We're off to go to Winterfell. Where we see um, Sansa. Sansa's down in the uh, crypts. I guess you could call those crypts. Sure. Mausoleum something. Little finger tells her some tales keeps. from the crypt. <laughs> oh, that is good. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's lighting the candles at her uh, on her Aunt Lysa's statue. Lysa, Liana. Hang on. Yes, the L word. Liana. Liana. Um, Lysa's her aunt, the one that fell through the moon. Yeah, hole. yeah, the crazy, crazy bitch, crazy yeah. bitch. Everybody's got similar names. It's hard to keep them all straight. And there's actually less people in the show than there are in the books, so it's it's amazing how it's hard to keep track of people. Mm-hmm. But apparently, uh, Baelish is going to fuck off back to King's Landing because Cersei's calling for him, and we get a nice little story about how Baelish saw Lyanna for the first saw her once because Sansa never saw her. Um, she was pretty. She was very pretty. So beautiful. And Rhaegar Targaryen uh, chose her over his wife. Mm. And then Sansa goes, oh yeah, he chose her, and then he raped her and killed her. And that's kind of where I want to take uh, take an aside to talk about this episode, because despite all the the characters and all their little sub-stories that are going on, this episode in particular relies heavily on the story of Lyanna and Rhaegar. Like, just about everything that's happening in some way revolves around it. So we have that story itself, where Rhaegar wins against Barristan Selmy at the tournament. So, what happens between Lyanna and Rhaegar? Lyanna's promise to Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon starts the war against the Mad King. Mm-hmm. Bunch of Targaryens die. Then during the rebellion, the Mountain kills uh, Rhaegar's wife, Ilya Mart- Martell. Hence the reason Oberyn comes to get his justice. He gets killed. Hence the reason the Sand Stakes are wanting to kill the Lannisters and start their war. So there's a lot of interweaving stuff going on just be just because of this one story. And that's why Daenerys is over there trying to rule a land in order to prepare to come back because her family got outed. Everything everything is pretty much tied to this one central thing that happens. And there's an interesting little part where Sansa's talking about how Rhaegar kidnapped and raped his aunt. Her aunt, duh. And Baelish has this look on his face like that might not be what the story actually is or what might not really have happened. So there's also a lot of things with stories that might not have happened. And we get a little bit of this at Castle Black where Stannis is admiring 
Jon Snow's uh, training techniques in the courtyard and his horrible, horrible wife uh, asks if he sees something in him. And he's like, yeah. I see myself right inside him later. I mean, I wish. Uh, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, his dad, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Horrible man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. She uh, says that he's the uh, product of some tavern whore. And he's like, well, maybe, but that wasn't Ned Stark's way. So the parentage of Jon Snow is still in question. Oh, I didn't even put all that together. That is freaking genius. Mm. I like that. Yes, so... so do we can, you have a an idea of who his parents are? So as I had an idea about it, and then as soon as I thought about it, I immediately jumped on the internet to see if other people had the same if other idea. people had the same thing and I came into the books late. I read all the books right before Game of Thrones the show started. Like I read I went through all four of them that were out like the month before the show started. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a theory and one that I came to my own conclusion for as well. And we can spoil this if you want, because... Spoilers. Uh-oh. Yes, at the, Okay, at well, this rate... Like, so do you know actually what happens and you're going to say... I do not know. Oh. This nobody, is a theory. Nobody knows. This is a theory that I had okay. and a theory that the internet has. Okay. So, if you are not interested in talking about or listening to this theory, you might want to cut out now. Lame. No, my <laughs> theories. I'm out. <laughs> Wow! Your ideas. <laughs> I like blind faith. <laughs> well, you should be one of the faith military. <laughs> so we get this story from Barristan Selmy in this episode um, regarding Rhaegar. He's he's regaling what a nice guy Rhaegar was, how much he didn't like killing to Daenerys. So, the way Barristan makes it sound, and Barristan's a big fan of uh, Daenerys, was a big fan of Rhaegar, and he didn't, and he fully admitted that the Mad King was mad, and he can he confessed that to Daenerys when she thought that those were just made up lies. Well, I guess all lies are made up. That's why they're lies. So that was redundant. So it doesn't seem like Rhaegar is the type of person to kidnap and rape somebody and kill them. In the first book, Game of Thrones, we are always and in the, excuse me, and in the first season of Game of Thrones, we're always told what a great and honorable man Ned Stark is, and even Robert Baratheon makes the comment as they're on the King's Road headed to King's Landing when uh, Ed's going to be the hand of the king that there's this one woman that made. Ed forsake his honor. And, you know, there's been all this uh, animosity towards Jon Snow from uh, Catelyn Stark, and he's got the whole uh, baggage of being a bastard, supposedly Eddard Stark's bastard. And before Jon gets sent off to the Night's Watch, he says... You don't have... How did he say this? He said that you have my blood, but he didn't say that you are my son. Right. And in the books, 
in when Eddard's the point of view character, he talks a lot about this promise that Lyanna had him make when she found when he found her at uh at King's Landing. She was already dying. And he had to make a promise and you never find out what that promise is. The theory is that Liana wasn't kidnapped. She went with Rhaegar. They were together. And that Jon Snow is the child of Liana and Rhaegar Targaryen. Boom! Mind blown. Mind blown. And the reason <clears throat> Eddard has to keep Jon hidden, or why he had to keep him hidden up until a certain point. Obviously, he got his head cut off and a bunch of other stuff happened. He probably didn't have to keep it secret anymore, but he's dead now, so he can't tell anybody. When you're in the book, when when I got finished with the first book, I realized Eddard's dead, Robert Baratheon's dead. We're never going to... Why are they talking about this deep secret if everybody who can shed light on the secret, is dead. That's like bad story writing. It has to pay off somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you start putting the two together, and a bunch of other people apparently came to the same conclusion over the course of reading the books. He basically accepts the besmirching of his honor of having this bastard son because Robert Baratheon mm-hmm. swears to kill anybody with Targaryen blood. Which at this point would include John Targaryen. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was way more that went on this episode than I thought. and <laughs> There was a lot of... If you, I'm really glad you went over all that because like, I missed a lot of that and didn't really think it all through. Like, There's a lot of things. all the yeah, conversations that were said and, and there was multiple people talking about basically kind of the same thing or to put everything together. Mm-hmm. A lot of things just came together in this episode and I didn't kind of even realize it. You just to, explained it. Yeah, you'd have to have had the book... or You would have had to have read the books in order to really pick up that they're actually giving a nod to the fan theory Mm -hmm. of Jon Snow's parentage. It seems like the only logical place that could go story-wise, but since everybody's guessed this, I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that was George R.R. Martin's plan, but he's going to change it. Yeah. But we'll see, I think. But I I suspect that he had this... If if that was his plan, he might just go ahead and go through with it. And everybody would be like, oh, I was right! It's like, yeah, you and the rest of the internet. Don't pat yourself on the back too hard. Crowd satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that theory. And I think it's a good theory. And I think it's the most likely theory. So I like it. It's entirely possible, maybe that Jon Snow could end up on the throne of the Seven Kingdoms. Indeed. But how would it come to light? That's the question. Mm. Because if everyone that knows is dead, who's going to tell? That's that's a good point. I don't know who would... I don't know at this point who knows. Baelish? Baelish could know. It wouldn't be... He'd probably be the only one, almost. Yeah, but would he really... Well, a few. Baelish or Varys. Yeah. 
Would you see either of those actually saying something, though? Only if it benefited them, obviously. But right. I can see any way that they'd benefit from, like, an honest, good king, you right. know, like Jon Snow. He's such a square. <laughs> the only... <laughs> yeah, this is my home even, now. He's not even going to have sex with the... Okay, here's here's what might happen. Here's, here's, <laughs> what, I, here's what I think about <laughs> John's going to do himself... A favor and release one. And yes. <laughs> and that's going to really make somebody angry. And they're going to try to set him on fire. And he's not going to be able to get burned. What? You really think that that would happen? That, if if that, he's Targaryen. Do you think? Well, okay, I understand that. But if hmm. he would go his entire life without realizing that fire doesn't hurt him or burn him, do you think that... Have we hmm. seen... You never know. Well, Daener- did Daenerys know that he's she was He's a smart serve- guy. He knows not to touch fire. It's hot. Did Daenerys know that she was... I mean, she knew that she was going to survive the fire, but she... Or maybe don't- she didn't. She just has big balls. She's like... <laughs> right. I don't know. Give a shot. Yeah. Maybe she just had faith. Maybe. But at the, at the- or maybe she would rather die at that point and didn't care Yeah, if she came out. Is it only half, kind of half? Like oh well, I guess he's not just half Targaryen. No, she's full Targaryen because they in her bread. Okay, so would he half burn like just the lower half? Yeah, <laughs> he just get a really bad tan. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, there's a, there's a few things that could happen. Maybe when the dragons finally fly over to Westeros, they uh, say, "Oh, hey, <laughs> you've got dragon blood. You want to get on my back and ride around?" What? <laughs> See Jon Snow and some dragons? That'd be awesome. Jon Snow and Daenerys, and there'd be one more person. I think oh, it's... Just... I think it's... Uh, I think it's... Uh, I'm saying Brian, Brian. Brian? Not Brian, not not Brian. I'm the kid. Bran? Bran? Bran. Bran. Bran Muffin? I think it's Bran. I don't think Bran's going to be a dragon, right? I think Bran is going to do something He's gonna really cool. He's going to be the dragon. Yeah, he could walk into the dragon. Well, I mean, what did that guy say? He said he's not going to walk again, but he will fly. He's what be the, the hell dragon. is that? What the hell, what? We just figured it out. Like, psh. yeah, but he George can, R. Martin can stop riding right now. What he can technically fly now. He could. He could do like the one. Uh, the one guy uh, that was in the Wildlings. He'd walk. Who walked into the eagle? Hmm. I forgot about that because he's. John or uh, Bran's gone to the gone to the tree now, right? And he's probably going to stay there. Like he's probably going to be the next person to get attached to that tree. He's probably never going to leave that tree. You think? Mm, tree hugging hippie the rest of his life. He's going to be the next three eyed raven. Okay, I would suspect. Okay. Well, okay. That yeah. So that technically, he can be anywhere. <laughs> he can f- sold. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I was thinking maybe he would ride a dragon. I was like, that'd be really cool. That would be really cool. I think it'd be cooler if he was the dragon. I think think it'd be cooler if he was the dragon. Right. Oh, yeah. Can he control three dragons at once? Maybe he's controlling the other dragon that's out right now. He's just taking a look around, seeing what's going on. (laughs) That's possible. Uh, No, who I wanted to see ride a dragon was Barristan Selmy, because he's my favorite. Or one of my favorites. It's like, this is a really cool guy. <coughs> and this is where they deviated from the books. Hmm. Because in this episode, we when we go back to Marine, the Sons of the Harpy are killing a bunch of the Unsullied. And, okay. 
I had this conversation with Sarah already. I think... Just talking behind my back? Yeah. Yeah. See how it is? That's what we do. I think this show has sold us a bill of goods when it comes to the Unsullied. Like, when Daenerys gets the Unsullied, we're told, like, what badass fighters they are and, like, nobody can match them and all that. You would think seven of them could take a bunch of... I don't know what the Sons of the Harpy are. Are they former slaves? Are they former slave owners? Either way, it seems like people that should not be able to stand up to the Unsullied. I completely thought the same thing and was kind of pissed about it. Like, just like, what the... It's like... You guys are barely... Really? I get... I can't... Can you I, take these guys out? Come yeah, on. I get the massive amount of numbers like being thrown at them, overwhelming them. But it's like, really, you've got like one guy engaged, and you don't see the guy that's coming up, not still within your peripheral vision, to stab you in the neck. I, I mean, definitely thought it was weird because they did build build up like how badass they are, and then came that scene, and a couple guys are a little. Are like, Stabby, stabby, and yeah. then they're done. I mean, they know? get their nipples cut off for Christ's yeah. sake. They can't, <laughs> and they can't be that skilled. They're making masks all day. Right? Who made all those masks? Who makes all those- <laughs> Gendry. Those are fancy masks. Gendry like, made the masks. <laughs> he paddled oh all the way to Marine, and he's forging masks oh for the sons of the harpy. Story. That had to legacy. take a long time. Yeah. You know, and how do they not find out who's making those masks? Those are pretty fancy. Where do they get the metal for that? Or is it gold? Is it valuable metal? I mean, all metal usually is fairly valuable. Yeah. So how could how could they keep all that a secret? Where are they getting all that from? I don't know. All I know who's is making them. I'm still. I'm all <laughs> pretty I know skilled is, masks. Yeah, I'm just angry. I'm so angry because. Uh, the only yeah the only unsullied that seemed to be worth a shit was Grey Worm. Yeah. Like, he was actually mm-hmm. taking on quite a few of them at the same time. I'm hitting the microphone cable. That's unprofessional. And then he finally starts getting whittled down. I, and Grey Worm getting cut and, like, beaten down. Okay, at least he's taking out, like, seven people right. at once. Yeah. Everybody else is barely getting one. Or even in the streets, you know, outside that. Uh, in the same scene, but outside the streets and stuff. Uh, yeah, the same thing you? was going on. And, like... I don't know. Like, yeah, shouldn't you have been trained to be aware to, that somebody might jump at you from the shadows? Mm-hmm. Especially when there is a threat already. We know right? that there's a threat. Yeah, I mean, the bells are ringing, and the bells bring uh, Barristan Selmy running, and he like, comes in time to... Just checking my Facebook. Ah! Stab right in the throat. <laughs> he took out quite a few of them, too, though. Selmy was- told me not to use my phone at work. <laughs> <laughs> Selmy was a badass. Selmy, uh, Selmy killed a bunch of them. Like you see, like you think, like this old man, he's gonna be all, uh, like he's not gonna move very well because you know he's probably in his sixties or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he, they've built he's up the a, Liam Neeson of Game of Thrones. They pretty mm-hmm. much built him up. Like I mean, he was like one of the best warriors. Like Eddard Stark didn't want to fight him on when because he fought against him in the rebellion. It's like. I'm glad I didn't fight you, and my wife's glad I didn't fight you. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's dead. Yeah, yeah. and with that, I mean, where's where does that leave Danny? Like a rock. Like a rock. <laughs> At least we it's it, well. It seems that he's dead. We're pretty sure he's dead. The it looks previews, like because the previews, the previews make it appear that he's dead. Gray Worm, we don't know. Right. Gray Worm wasn't there a big pool of blood pulling out of him? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. He got stabbed pretty good too. Right. It's entirely possible that Grey Worm is dead. 
It just didn't show it, but... But we didn't see it in the preview. I bet, I bet one of them... Lives, I bet he lives, then. Grey Worm will probably live. Yeah, yeah but Selmy's still alive in the books. I think Grey Worm's still alive in the books, so... But if both of those guys die, then Daenerys loses her tie, or her leaders, with the Unsullied. And then also, she loses her ties to her family, because... Um, his name Barristan Barristan Barristan's dead he's the yeah he's the one that served yeah three kings so she's losing all of her allies yeah but that's just in time for Jorah and Tyrion to show up true do you think that she would forgive Jorah no but ooh yes score one for me and Tim Whoop whoop whoop! What? <laughs> Why is that? Because <laughs> I think last episode when we were talking about that, as far as uh, uh, Sir Jorah uh, taking oh, Tyrion right, right, right. to oh, yeah. the Queen, yeah, instead of yes. taking her to Cersei. Nice job. Yeah, we did do that. We did indeed. Yeah, that's right in your face. Yeah, I'm, I got I got schooled. You don't have to no. be rude oh. about it. It's all right. He, he, he's allowed. He got a win. That's fine. I'm yeah, I probably won't thing. keep much of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let, see. Let There's him always... have this, Tim. Is wait, there that one, wait, that one guy with that thing. Yeah. That, oh, it's telling all the damn names. Yeah, I don't know what... Uh... <laughs> Tim, explain. <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what, uh, what can we speculate on for the next episode? I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Whether or not Grey Worm or... <laughs> Sell me survives, but we're pretty sure no sell me. Right. Mm-hmm. So probably Grey Worm. Well, I guess maybe uh, we'll see if uh, Tyrion actually makes it to see uh, Daenerys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the exciting part from the preview. Because we do see that he sees a dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So, but I don't even know what will happen with that or where that's kind of going. I'm not even. Tyrion gets to ride a dragon. I was just, yeah, I was just thinking that. What if Tyrion's the dragon rider? That's why he looked up like that. He's like, oh, so, I want to ride him. Yeah. How fun. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably. Not that he's going to ride a dragon, but. I wouldn't know, be against it. He's, uh, he's, he might meet with Daenerys, or he might get killed in the streets. Who knows with this show? It's. There's some other stuff. Uh, yeah, there's some other stuff going on with the Sansa storyline that I wouldn't mind talking about, especially in compared with the books. But I think I'm going to save that till next week because I'd like to see what we see next week if anything confirms some suspicions of mine. Okay. So unless anybody has anything else, I think that uh, that's a good place to wrap up, right? Yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. Well, in that case, thank you for listening to Watchers on the Couch. I'm Tim Pickerel. I'm Sarah Hedrick. Mike Daffron. And now our watch is ended. Until next week. Are you guys? Are you guys going to the barbecue? We're going to barbecue when we get back. From yeah. The are you going yeah. to the barbecue? What barbecue? The one where I slap my meat across your grill. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm taking that soundbite and putting it at the very end of the episode. <laughs>